Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 146. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So you go deeper and deeper into the forest. You get back to your city and there's little pennants flying and little houses and, and things like that. What do your little elish flags in your little settlement look like? What color do you want associated with Esperin Forest? Seems like green wouldn't show up very well. That's actually a good point. Green and brown. Maybe like a blue, because even in the fall, although against the sky, but you're, they're not that high. Well, blue and yellow. Blue and gold. Maybe it's, it's like staring something. into the sun. The pennant's like a butterfly. It's so, okay. like, it's hung from above. Yeah. Okay. So, where do you go with Glamour? Do you take Glamour, like, right to your home, or do you, like... Well, I feel like, one, that's the place to get the best hospitality. And two, that's got the person who's most likely to be interested in talking to. I mean, based on... Understanding the... you don't want to go there. What would Hepa say? I'm thinking that it's the best place for us to go to establish that he's a guest, but... Oh, well, that's, yeah, that too, like that. Or that they're a guest. Like, Fandalil can legitimize this. Yeah, but let me think of how what Hepo says. Oh, maybe she says, I think we should just start with Daddy. Perfect. So you go to... Because it's always better to start with Daddy. <laughs> so you go to the house... <laughs> we don't want to see my mom first. You want to sneak in, hang out, yeah. going through his study? You go to the house of Fandalil. Do I want to cause a scene? You could roll some dice to find out. Maybe we should roll stealth checks. It depends if we're sneaking. <laughs> I don't think Trick is going to be sneaking in. To the I mean, just to even just avoid the main part of the house and kind of go around oh, the Oh, you want to, like, sneak into your, like, your dad's study area? Yeah, and maybe the logic that Hepa uses is that because we haven't had a chance to clean up, we don't want to be tracking mud through the house. <laughs> I mean, that's a believable story. <laughs> okay. Then make your stealth check. A red and two purples. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't I don't know about you, but I'm not really looking to avoid everybody's gaze. Just Mother and probably Quamelia's. Failure and threat. Four threats. But three successes. Crunch, 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 crunch. So I know what I'm doing, but see what happens. But Trick has failed. Yep. And you have a bunch of threats, and you have a threat? Okay. Trick menu. Hepa has made it past a set of doors... And with Glimmer is on the spiral staircase that winds up to Thrin, Uncle Thran's study. Okay. You have not made it past the last set of nope. doors. And it opens and your cousin, Clomelia, comes out. And I don't generally have good relations with her, but I generally have very few relations with her. Yes. That's probably what it is. You, you have very little... Interaction? Interaction with her. Hey, Clemmy, how you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. How's Druid school? She makes a face at being called Clemmy, and then she tells you she is a sorceress. I am really sorry. If you had been at the promotion ceremony at the full moon, you would have heard that she was top of the class. Top of the class? That's really 
That's really impressive. It's a big class, too, isn't it? Trick has no idea. <laughs> um, okay. There's at least four of them. <laughs> Trick has to defuse, deflect this situation. What does he say? Like, just get her to go away, really, because we, we got to deal with this, and she's going to be nosing in about it. What do I know about Cormelia? She's very prim and proper. She's driven. Uh, no, Trick will be slightly mischievous. You know, Cormelia, I heard the border guard in the east actually spotted a dwarf just recently. Had you heard this? How recently? There hasn't been any news of this to reach. News hasn't reached you yet? I thought you... All information came to you. You need to be... In like a deception check? I mean, this is true, but I mean... It's based on truth, but you are like trying to trick her. I'm 100% misleading. Like, I want her to go out and try to like hear about this. Yeah. It's three purples. She doesn't have rank in vigilance. Okay. I fail with a threat and a triumph. If necessary, like, I can just like go with her to... To deal with this, since I know they're probably going to talk about boring magic stuff. From from Trick's perspective, boring magic stuff. But you have the skull. It's true. I have the skull. We can do without later. Yeah. If you want to split away from Hepa's party, that's one option. Do that. that doesn't have to be. You do have a triumph, though. Yeah. Your attempts to trick her have failed, but you have a triumph. Also, like I don't have to be split, but I can just end up telling her wild stories about dwarves, and she believes them foolishly. You cannot use your failed deception check to tell her more lies. That's true. Can't do that. But you can at least be engaging her long enough that Heffa and Glamour make it all the way up the stairs. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so, okay, yes, they didn't, you know what, you're right, they didn't catch a dwarf, but we did, we did encounter dwarves on our recent adventure. And we encountered one dead... Humans, a Saurian. Have you ever met a Saurian? It's at this point that she asks, who is this we? Uh, oh, your sister and I. But, like, Trick does not let a beat stop. <laughs> and, like, not we met, like, three or four different humans. She's okay? like, wait, Heppa's not in the house? <laughs> <laughs> All totally different. She's completely unaware of the fact that you've been away for a week. <laughs> Did you know this knife is actually a human-made knife? I had no idea. I, I didn't know where knife. she was. I had this thing my whole life. No idea it was a human-made knife. Oh, you're yeah, right. Learned a little bit about magic, right? Oh, and what do you know about magic, Trick Manu? Uh, you know, there's these crystals that can enhance your magic. I don't know. Do they teach this in Sorcerer's uh, Academy? We don't use crystals. No, but you can. The dwarves sometimes do, but they consider it spooky. Well, not spooky. It's a guarded secret among the dwarves that we were kindly enough let in on. <laughs> not a secret anymore. Now that Trick Manu knows it. Yeah. We coaxed, uh, coaxed it out of them by plying them with their own ale. All right. You ramble on for a while. Yep. Heba and Glimmer make it up the stairs and out of line of sight. And then you can, like... Like, she tires of Trick, perhaps? Yeah. Also, I mean, it's not like she's the gatekeeper to her dad. It right. was just kind of like, what are you doing in our house? But at that point, you could go up and see Uncle Fran. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You're we're leaving you. <laughs> no, she was a good listener. All right. If trick you want to only stay for a little while, and then you have other things you want to go off and do, that's fine. Okay. Like if you feel like magic talk is boring. Uh, he'll, he'll tolerate it for a little while, I think. Okay. Glamour is here to like get introduced to your father to gain legitimacy, mm-hmm. and like to facilitate arrangements being made for what Glomer is allowed to do in the settlement and who Glomer is allowed to talk to and yeah. things like that. That's kind of like the first order of business. So if you would like to make a charm check 
proper upbringing. Politely. Introduce to yes. daddy. Yep. Look, this is way easier than getting to accept. They're like, yeah, just let this human, who's probably a necromancer, poke <laughs> around in all your necromantic goods. So you are rolling a red and a purple for your dad, if you want to spend the strain to get an advantage from your proper upbringing. Straighten up your back. Yeah. I'm not used to being so formal with daddy, so I'll spend how much? But you, you have a, this like emissary thing going on. It's not necessarily that you're interacting with your father in a in a formal way, but you are like trying to properly introduce. Yeah, because it's important that Lemur doesn't have a bad time of it. Don't want to be embarrassed. Do we have story points? No. no all right, then we'll see. Burn those on your sister. <laughs> you threw them all away with Familia. That was the price of failure. <laughs> all right. Two advantages. Okay. You didn't realize quite the level of bringing a dwarf. Right, right, in. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never, nobody's dealt with us before. Can we keep them? <laughs> Your dad, much like you, has a fear of, like, responsibility and commitments. And, like, mm-hmm. this is the level of, like, something he doesn't want to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like, a dwarf in our village. Like, if things go wrong, this could be a huge headache. So it is going to be the case that Glimmer is going to have, like, an escort with them at all times. Right. Escort, not guard. Right. So Thrandalo will be happy to discuss with Glimmer, like, news and events kind of type stuff. But, like, at the merest hint that you actually found something, your dad is not at all interested in, like, dealing with this dwarf thing. Like, when you have an artifact that you brought back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then maybe Trick Manu can escort. Yeah, so... so it, I think that's reasonable. Trick slips in. You can hand over the creepy skull. The skull? Don't forget if, the skull. If you feel comfortable doing that. I think I, I, think I trust Uncle Thrain with that, yeah. Not that I distrust Heppa. Heppa seemed really into it. So I pulled this out like, oh, and it was uh, it was inside this thing. You know, made of at least uh, four or five different creatures. Okay. Uh, these teeth look like they're from at least two different kinds of creatures. Did you make it? Yeah. Don't cause any trouble. Okay. And then you can take Glimmer and go meet with a proper Yeah, I can show you the library. Or the dining hall. Or the kitchen. Or get cleaned up first. Did Tristan not miss anything? Like, he knows like that's probably not a priority for Glimmer. If you're on the road all the time. I mean, Glimmer would like to find a place to put down this heavy backpack. Yes. Let's so, find you some wait, quarters. Is Glimmer staying? Where is... So they're going to like get quarters set up for Glimmer. At our house? Not That's inside okay. your house. Then being cleaned up may not be as big of a deal. Maybe with the scouts. There's like, essentially like Glimmer's going to stay somewhere, have a guard outside, right. have someone to go with them wherever they go. Right. Hey, have you ever ridden a horse? Glimmer has ridden ponies. What about a deer? Have you ever ridden a deer? No. Oh. Deer don't get ridden. You'd be surprised. Alright, so I think we're going to handle Thrandalo and Heppa. So, Heppa's report. Heppa? Heppa, report. Reports. Daddy! <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> like, the stranger, like, the dwarf leaves, yeah. and then, then your dad's like, oh, give us a hug. We found a crystal. Oh, excellent. So, so far... So Do you take out the crystal? Yeah, she okay. hands it to him. Okay, he oh, picks wait, up the wait, skull. Wait, wait. As she's handing it to him. Activating it makes a snowstorm on its own. And how do you activate it? Oh, I guess she just assumed her father would know how to do it. Probably we shouldn't do it inside your study. All the papers. 
It's big and windy and a little bit destructive. And just, just touching it, set it off. You're holding it right now. Do I have enough experience with it? Well, I have runes. Intent is important. Yeah, because Glamour was able to activate it, but was able to not activate it. I think it's intent to activate it. But I haven't been able to study the skull. We were keeping them separate. So he takes the crystal from you, and he picks up the skull. And it was on a staff, so... Well, where's that? That was with... Um, we had a travel companion, and we made a deal, and he took the staff, and we have the... You have to make a charm check. Oh. And I am going to upgrade this, so it's going to be two reds. <laughs> and it's going to have a black applied to it. Because the staff was... Yeah. He's like, that was the most important part. You gave a staff to a necromancer? Well, we, I didn't say necromancer. No, but <laughs> I wanted to be the necromancer. I succeed. Oh, nice. But three threats. You don't even get the sentence all the way out before your father is like, you gave away a staff? So there is definitely an outburst, an accidental loss of control on your father's part of like, right. you gave away a staff? But treat is part of the deal. But you you like succeed your check, so you're able to you know be the adoring you know youngest daughter. But daddy, I've got a crystal and a skull. <laughs> but so what further do you say about this staff? What did, I didn't because he have... presses you for details on it since he doesn't have it to study. I wasn't able to experiment with it by itself, but my companion indicated that it was easier to cast more powerful things with the staff. He was able to separate casting with the staff from when, even when the crystal was on there. So I have only so, experimented so you with met the crystal. some sort of human mage? Yeah. Pity you didn't bring him back with you. He was going to come with us, but uh, he... Wait, let me think. What does Hepa believe? But he shied away? Uh, maybe some other time is what he said. All right. But yes, he was interested in meeting you and talking to you. Human magic is so different from... Elvish magic, they're just not not attached to nature the way that, that we are. I let him try the, use the crystal, didn't I? He never yeah. did anything with it. It was just you and me did the crystal. And Glimmer did it too. Okay, so then... It was the dowsing rod that you like tried to have him use, and he like couldn't get it to work, and at that point you were like, all right, you're too exhausted. Yeah, and yeah, okay, we were going to experiment more with it later when he had time to rest. The crystal... I was able to activate it, Trick Manu was able to activate it, and Glamour was able to activate it, and it does the, the ice storm. And I haven't experimented with the skull yet, so I don't know if it does anything. So there was the skull, and there was this crystal. Inside the skull. And there was the staff. On the staff. But I don't know if the skull does anything besides hold the crystal. Peppa says again. <laughs> Interesting. Well... I suppose one crystal is a start. I'll have to see see if I can find anything similar in the scrolls. Can I go outside and try it? Oh. Why yes, let's <laughs> let's be let's be wild. <laughs> he leaves the skull like sitting on his desk and you guys dash down the stairs yeah. with the crystal and uh, make a snowstorm. <laughs> Meanwhile Check when it gets Glimmer settled into quarters and such. I figure new to scouts, those are people who travel, they'd be more accustomed to being near dwarves. Probably a good place for him to stay. Slash more antagonistic of dwarves because they fight with them sometimes, maybe. Well, Glimmer's a bard, so maybe 
have them do I some Barbie think stuff. Elvish scouts would see the difference. Storytelling, or. But I think they would respect like he's a traveler. Okay. They are often afforded safe passage, so we can we can chop off his pack there. Should probably leave his axes there. It's, okay. Yep. You know, axes in particular. Okay. Yes. They so, those make elves nervous. They understand the situation. They leave their pack there. They leave their axes there. They ask Trick's opinion on whether it's okay to like have the bagpipes. I think it's totally fine to have the bagpipes. I don't think most elves are going to enjoy the sound. <laughs> but hey, maybe that's the point. Tambourine. Tambourine, I think they can get behind. Alright. <laughs> so, Glimmer will keep those items at hand. And I know, Trick, you have a few things that you wanted to do in town that included, like, you were going to give a little presentation to the council. Well, or like he was going to at least talk to his dad about the, the, the water dowsing guild. Okay. When he says, like, oh, I need to like deliver a report on this. That doesn't have to be to the, the Grand Elvish Council. Okay. I mean, that's what you told Knuton. Well, yes. <laughs> In this case, it's more like, I need to tell Dad about, hey, we did a first good step on solving the water. We solved the water problem. I have a sample of the water. You should, that's true. You should have told me. You could take that's it not out. a big deal. So, do you wish to... Deliver Glimmer somewhere and leave them, and then go to deal with your dad? Sure, we should deliver him to Breda. Okay, so you take Glimmer to Breda, and yeah, I they... Properly introduce like Glimmer, their traveling uh, dwarfish traveler. Bard is the word we use. Okay, yeah, that's, they have this word called bard. Uh, bard from what? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they've got some interesting tales to tell. I would have some interesting stories to tell later. Don't believe a thing this person says. And I point to both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And then you head off to find your dad? Uh, Yeah. It's not too late. I assume he's at home crafting another dowsing rod. Because he noticed one missing. Yeah, noticed one missing. (laughs) He's probably, well, at least he's taking an extra. It's a good thing to do. (laughs) All right. Your father is in front of the family home, whittling a piece of willow with a nice split to it. That's good. And, like, sanding it down and, and things like that. It's a weeping willow. only finds tears. Ooh. That's cold. If it gets given to Trick, those are, those are the weeping willows. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> We're never going to do anything. Your father doesn't even give you ones that work. <laughs> so, he... Do you try to sneak up? Or you no. Just... Uh, he's okay. right there. I'm not going to try to sneak past Look, anything. other people snuck into their family. Homes. Yeah, other people have different relationships with their family. Tricks uh, might be strained at times, but not adversarial. So he sees you come up, and then he, like, oh, he leaps up, and he comes and gives you a nice fatherly yep. embrace. How's the skeleton working out for you, my boy? It went great, actually. Uh, so many things. Hepa and I got along real well. It's good to get to know her better. Met so many people. I don't know if you heard, there's a... We brought a dwarf back with us. That's uh, different. They're a traveler. It's what they, They're sort of like an elvish scout. But not on horses. It takes a lot longer. Uh, And actually, he becomes a little alarmed at that. And he says, are there movement of troops? Are, like, the humans arming themselves? Well, uh, well. Unrelated. No, then yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We visited in a dwarves fortress. The dwarves have scouts that they're sending out, and they're coming to treat with our leaders? Like, he, he now seems, like, extremely concerned that there might be a war. No, it's more like this dwarf got bored. Underground, and I thought there'd be more interesting things here to entertain them. Can you make a charm check, a charm to, check. to calm your father down? 
What is his cool? Is he so incredibly cool but doesn't have that much presence? Traveling storyteller might be a better <laughs> Well. I don't think your father is super cool. So. I think you have two purples. Two purples. Okay. But there's a black because this is alarming. Yes. He's a warrior. But I'm only a half elf. This is no problem. <laughs> two successes and three days. Okay, so how do you allay his concerns that there's a war afoot? No, no, I assure him Dwarvish Bard is a respected guild physician among the dwarves. That this is an official, much like much like water dowsers are an important part of our society, the bards are an important part of Dwarvish society, and that there's definitely no army mobilizing. Uh, I will share with him, like, the humans are purchasing a bunch of Dwarvish goods, Dwarvish weapons. But I think that's they're planning a rebellion against their own people. Didn't seem like our problem. Like, okay. Drick's not even that directly concerned with that. Mm-hmm. He'll share that. But you're going to love this. I think Hepa and I solved the water problem. You're not going to play this. Tell me, my boy. How, how did it go? I, I saw you took an extra one of the rods. It's... I oh, I gave that one to Hepa. I didn't think you would mind. She seemed interested in it. Really? Yeah, and she took very quickly to it, actually. She was able to detect some bad water to the east, as you were said, they were having trouble. Uh, we tracked the, uh, I think we might be getting the deception or charm or verse. <laughs> uh, we tracked the, I need to go to like hydraulic. We traced back the flow of bad water. First, we thought it was perhaps some moonshiners who found the hills, but they were a friendly sort, if a bit uh, quick on the trigger. But they were not the problem. They had only bad potatoes. <laughs> we carried on our tricks. Trick's gonna try some of oh, those. Oh, he's gonna try some percussive stuff. Yeah, it's not really his thing, but he'll he'll try it, uh, as though they're traveling a great distance to the great. Well, not the great swamp. I dis- mean, <laughs> it could be the bitter swamp in your version. Who knows? Yeah, no, that he knows that wasn't where we were going. It to the foul fens. Okay, the foul fens. We met upon a human, a mage, believe it or not, versed in magics, uh, frail of body, uh, saurian, quick and nimble, uh, but eager to bargain. And we fought undead in the swamp. Now your father is like... He's a bit alarmed. Fear not. We bested them. Not once. Not twice, but thrice, in fact. On three separate occasions, we fought back undead. Peppa screamed and screamed and screamed. I'm not going to mention that. Three? (laughs) Because there were zombies once and a ghost twice. Oh. (laughs) Separate encounters. It counts. I figured you were counting the ghost. I was was wondering if you were counting the bat. But in the swamp itself... It was not just rotting, it was tainted. Bubbling up in the very bottom of the swamp was foul water. So Mineral we did what no elf would ever like to do. We went underground. There, upon deep under the earth, we met upon the dwarves, forging many arms. Their forge so hot you think you would reach the center of the planet already. And then when we met upon them, they were not just mining, they were stripping the underground with great blasts of fire. Bringing, nearly bringing down their own home upon their own heads. We were able to quench their fire, get them to agree to perhaps strip mine somewhere else, so that for their own sake and our sake, end of the story. Trick likes to add that in. And now, like, now the, I think the verse kind of dies down. It's like, but it's going to take a lot of movement, a lot of carts for them to start mining somewhere else. I said we would try to provide what support we could. For them to move their mind operation. It's good for them. It's good for us. Mm-hmm. I understand. I don't have the authority to add, to agree to that. But if we don't have to go searching for water, we can at least help out some other way. 
They didn't know it was causing a problem. And they did give us some pretty good food several nights in a row. <laughs> okay, can you please make a... Verse check, or is this charm? I think this is charm. Okay. You're telling a story, it is true, but you're not, like, trying to magically do anything. Okay. Two purples. That is just four successes. That's all. Just four. Just four successes. You... Delivered the report on bad water. Yeah, but, you know, you, you tell it well. And your dad takes the information in and... Um, you can pass that up to the appropriate people. Yes. Well, there's one detail I left out. Just one? Pretty much. When we were fighting the undead, our human ally and our Saurian ally did not get along. To save our new friend's life, I had to barter away my dowsing rod. Your father is, is impressed that you would make such a sacrifice. Do I need a cool check because, like, it's not actually something Trick really yep, cared about? Yep, yep. Two purples again. Your dad's not very vigilant either. Yeah, I'm going to spend that. That stupid old dad. I mean, my precious, precious dowsing rod. Oh, I'm going to upgrade this. That's a failure now. I have a failure with four advantages. So I know it's important to him, even if he knows that I, I don't feel that strongly about it. Yeah, I think with four advantages here, we can say that... He can see that it actually is not your thing. And be okay with that. I thought... Because you were respecting, like, his line of work. I thought if I'm going to become a scout now... That's that's not the right tool for that position. It wouldn't be appropriate for a scout to go dowsing all over the place. That's how he's going to spend it as well. Just douse all over the place. (laughs) Okay, and I think with all those advantages, your dad is not going to, like, push another dowsing rod off on you. Which was very likely to happen. Uh, let me just erase it even, not even cross out. Gone. Free! Dowsing rods, zero. So your but dad... To save a man's life, I, I felt like that was a fair trade. Okay, we also got our food back out of the trade. Sounds like a good deal. So it sounds like the scouting's really working out for you, my boy. Uh, I think so. I, Hep and I had a great time. We, we only almost died like three times, so I feel like that's, you know, an expected number. Finding your place along the edges of the forest. We traveled to the very edge of the forest, which is extremely far away. And then beyond the edge of the forest. But I think what Uncle Thran sent us to go get, I don't think we got exactly what he wanted, so I suspect we're going to have to go out again. He had some really specific tastes. So I think we're going to head south next time. Don't worry, we'll take our, our dwarf friend with us. They were interested in checking out that way. Uh, we might check out South Tower, too. I don't know, have you ever been there? I'm sure like lead into this, or it was so long ago it wouldn't matter. No, no, I I never went, I never went as far as their outpost. Okay, that's. I have uh, name. Our our settlements were all along the edge of the forest. We didn't go off across that open space. I guess that that makes sense. I thought if I was going to a human town, maybe I could try to check in. Uh, I think needs a cool check here. Okay. Are you setting not something against your father, or this is something internal? Yeah, I think this is something internal. Okay, well then you're setting the difficulty, not me. Yeah. I think this is hard. Alright, but I'm upgrading it. Okay. That is success with one threat. Okay, so it'll take some strain, but... Okay. I thought it would be good, if you had any leads, I could try to find Mom. I know it's a, not a happy topic for you. Going out of the world, I feel like it's something I should find out about. I'm not going to ask you to recount those tales. That, that wouldn't be appropriate. I think I should be able to find out on my own. I, I, I don't really have anything to tell you about 
her, my boy, leads on her. It was 30-some years ago. I can find out what happened to her. Your dad doesn't know how old you are. 30-some years. years ago. It, it's kind of like, do elves care about like exact numbers of <laughs> yeah. years? When you live to 200-ish years, what's 5 or 10 mm-hmm. or 20 years? Yeah. There could be signs of what became of her people down like, where the fighting was. Was she of Wesna? Was she part of the horse clan? Yeah. Was she, oh, yeah. Was she part of the horse clan? I know literally nothing about her, <laughs> uh, other than you two broke up. And she might look a little like me? Yeah, and probably she has darker skin than you do. <laughs> do you want to make a check to like try to read everything that like your father is? Not everything. Like Trick wants to know, like, what was her name? No, no, but I mean, like, you're saying things right now, and your father is, like, trying to, like... Not react to them. So okay. this isn't like, what are the answers to your questions? This is like, what do you pick up from your father and his response, his physical response to what you're saying? Do you feel like this is vigilance then? It's either vigilance or perception. It depends on like how, like if Trick is wrapped up in like his own emotions, then it's vigilance. If I feel Trick, like Trick is wrapped up in his own emotions. Okay, then it's vigilance versus your father's school, which is only two purples. Woohoo! But you're not very vigilant. These guys. No, I don't. Trick doesn't pay attention. Why pay attention when you just make up the details later? I have success in a threat. Does he, like, glance at a particular item he's got hidden away somewhere? So you said that all you know about your mother is that he and she broke up. Yeah. And that, like, she probably had darker skin than him. Or does he clarify that's not entirely correct? This is not about him saying things. Right, right. This is about you seeing him look uncomfortable when you list what you know about her. So there is something about how you have framed what you know about her that makes him purse his lips in a certain way. And he lets you finish speaking. And then he tells you that he doesn't think those humans would have viewed themselves as part of Westnoth. Okay. Like, that makes sense to Trick now. He's having met other people who don't consider themselves part of the official um, country. Who is part of Westnoth. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to actually travel west. <laughs> So he, he tells you that he doesn't he doesn't think any of those humans would have viewed themselves as part of Westnoff, but a lot has changed since then, and so if there were any survivors from their group, like after the whole war with Mal Ravenal and everything, it's possible they, they did get folded into Westnoff. So do you mind if I ask what was their group, if not Westnoff? They were a mix of many humans would come to, to the edge of our, of our forest and, and set up shop and try to build a settlement there. And this is part of the reason that our contingent was sent down to make sure nobody intruded upon the woods. And they were folk of mixed origins. And yes, your your mother was darker complected than, than elves are. The, the humans that she lived with were of a wide variety of sorts, probably of many, many different origins. Okay. Bonded together in common purpose. Settling on the edge of the forest. But but where they all individually were from, I I don't know that, okay. that any of us ever learned. Did they fight in the war? As along any edge of peoples with different backgrounds, there were skirmishes between the elves and the humans as they all struggled to work out. But then Mal Ravenall rose with his forces and the undead swept through and we retreated. So we don't know what happened. We were attacked by the undead on our retreat. I do not know if that is because they overran the human settlement 
or if they circumvented it, or if they headed that way after we finished our retreat. It was, it was a very dark time. I know. I didn't mean to make you relive it, but I think that's where Heaven and I are going next to look for what Uncle Thran is interested in. You know, my boy, that you're, you belong here in the woods with us. You, you're... I know I always have a place here. And you know, I think I'm finding that place. But that place is also going outside, finding what's there, bringing the things that we need to bring back inside inside. But, but this is your home. Yeah, this is my home. I mean, sure, you're a 33-year-old half-man who lives in the basement. And he kind of, like, gives you, like, a, a one-handed hug pat kind of thing, and he's like, you'll, you'll always be my boy. I, I know. I, and look, I've never felt out of place at home. You and everyone in the village has been super awesome. You know, I didn't feel out of place in the Dwarvish settlement either, so maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe I'm just so easygoing. Nor with that, nor with the, you know, the weird moonshiny humans or the kind of creepy human or even the Saurian. I'm sensing a pattern. <laughs> just got to be an easygoing guy. Right, but that's the last you knew. In case she or her people had moved on, like, what was her name? What was my mother's name? I feel like name? I deserve to know my mother's maiden name. Or yeah. her first name. Or what she called herself. Your mother's name was Maeve of the Menu. Well, that explains some things. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Do you want to go fishing? Oh, well, well sure. I guess a good father-son activity. It's like, okay, we have to whittle fishing rods now. <laughs> I mean, I meant fishing in the metaphorical sense. <laughs> I wasn't going to catch anything, but I was going to tell Heppa that I caught the trout this big. Right. You're just going to sit somewhere and relax for an hour while yeah. a stick is next to you and a line goes out into water. I will need to know details about this fish, you know. Yep. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0 part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.